everybody. Here we are again. It's another Haunting Mondays. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Danny Rowling says, this episode I don't remember whatsoever. I feel like this episode barely got played on the reruns. Yeah, I kind of feel like that, too. When we were watching it... Um, yeah, I didn't remember much of I it. I didn't really remember anything about it, which is weird because it's on the disc, like, with a bunch of other ones that I remembered, like, pretty clearly. It's a well-made episode. Yeah, so it's like I didn't yeah. really understand, like, why I didn't remember hardly anything about it. Because it actually is, like, kind of interesting, and it's, like, kind of distinctive. Yeah, there's nothing, none of them else, none of, them, none of the other ones really like this. Yeah, it has, like, it's, a distinctive title. It has, like, yeah. a distinctive kind of... It's a possession, but it's not really a demon. It's, like, a ghost possession kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of goes back to, like, what I said before, that if you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's kind of a disagreement about what a demon is. In the Old Testament, a demon is a fallen angel, and there seems to be a couple different groups. You know, some of them have been chained into the earth. But then when you read... Christian material, especially like Pauline type stuff or um, some gospel material. What they're talking about is a Roman version of a demon, which is the spirit of an evil dead possessing people. You can take them out of pig, you can ca- take them out of people and cast them into pigs, and you're exercising these demons, you know, in the name of Jesus and everything. It seems to be that at least. Bless you. Yeah, bless you, Pookie. It <laughs> seems to be that at least some of the early Christian cults before the religion was canonized seemed like they were possession cults or exorcism cults is that that seems to be the purpose of christianity throwing demons out in the name of jesus some of them in the south are still like that which makes sense it makes sense so this movie this episode is kind of like talking about very new testament i guess you could say Spirits of the evil dead going into people and trying to cast them out. In the name of Jesus. I think Jesus was in, in, the, the, name in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. And then, um, Hallelujah. Yeah, and uh, it had a unique flair in this episode because it was about a, um, a Puerto Rican family living in New York, and then later on they moved to Arizona. And in Arizona, you got some that good desert action in, in the episode. It's just cool. you know. It's a, it's a cool episode. Yeah, Zach said, is this the episode about the Mexican drummer who moves into the racist guy's house? Yeah. Well, he's Puerto he's not Mexican, Rican. He's Puerto Rican. No. And he's a guitarist, not a drummer. Um, but moves yeah. Moves into the racist guy's house, and the yeah. racist ghost is still trying to get him. What a dude. Doesn't want him in the house. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ooh, we don't want. I'd, so yeah. I wonder if, like, if, if Whitey's had moved in, like, would he not have haunted anybody? Because he's like, oh, okay, this is acceptable. Would have happened anyway. Probably. You think? Yeah. Because he's just a jerk. Just an evil ghost. Yeah. <laughs> an evil ghost. That's Rick. like the one where the black ghost is chasing the white people out of the house. This is my house. You know, from back in the slave <laughs> days. They fucked him out of his inheritance. Because my theory was is that he was actually he was actually the son of the uh, of that particular plantation. And he gave it to his son, who was would have been the rightful heir. And the relatives yeah. came and said, oh, no, 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 no. I can see why he was mad, though. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> they chased him out of his own house. And then that was a spooky episode with that 1800s black dude with that hat. This is my house. You know, fucking his, with his white eyes and shit, you know? It's like, yeah, it's great. I'd be like, yeah, this is your house, bro. This is your house. I'm out of here. Fucking understand. Yeah, you can have it. Yeah, I understand, man. I, mean, I didn't do it, man. <laughs> right. I wasn't even born then, all right? Fuck, I didn't do it. 
<laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like maybe he, if you kind of explained the situation to him and like yeah. said he could hang out. We gonna share this house. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, idea. that'd be cool. That's okay. <laughs> Just like, don't like creep up on me like yep. in the middle of the night and like freak me out and shit. You like, guard the house and I'll fix it up. Yeah. That's yeah. like, I think that's right. I'll fix up your house with my mic. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I think you could have come to some kind of yeah. like cohabiting agreement with the ghost in that case this one not so much this one not so much because i feel like this ghost just wanted to be a dick yeah (laughs) you know he's just like he was angry in life and he wanted to be like angry in the afterlife they never did establish if he did actually like well i don't know maybe i'm jumping ahead but it's they never really established whether he really did commit suicide or not i guess they implied that he kind of did but now zach says it's his understanding that there's a form of exorcism in Judaism. He wants to know what that looks like. I don't know. Because I'm going back and just in my head trying to go through every time demons were mentioned in the Old Testament. They're talking about the ones that knew the daughters of men and got enchained into the earth. Even Satan in the book of Job is not a, a demon. He was free to roam earth and go to heaven. Because he was God's chief prosecutor. He wasn't being punished. It was his job to go out and test people in the book of Job. So I, I, maybe, well, you know, maybe, maybe the Jews have a thing about the spirits of the evil dead possessing people, but it's not in, it's not in the, uh, the, uh, the, the old, our version of the Old Testament, which is based on the Septuagint, which is the Greek version. I think the Torah has most, is mostly taken from the Septuagint. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to see what they have in their laws. Maybe maybe in rabbinic texts or something, rabbinic tests, there may be some references to the spirits of the evil dead possessing people. But I don't think it's in, in any of the real traditional Jewish stories. Can you think of anything? No. No. I don't think they're in there. Because... The God of the Old Testament is basically a demiurge. He's the God and the devil and the devil combined into one thing. You know, you follow his law or that's it. I told you, don't touch that covenant. Don't touch that ark. Remember, he just, it, dude, touched the ark, tried to keep it from falling and was killed. All right, it doesn't have anything to do with right and wrong. It was just about obedience and keeping up with the covenant, which is kind of like a gangster covenant. I chose you, you're going to do what I say. That's basically what the covenant was. Danny Rowling said, hopefully it's nothing like the circumcision ritual involving, uh, oops, it disappeared, old man sucking on baby penis. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Zach says, by the way, Jenny, I'm working on a new story idea. It's basically a don't look now ripoff about a hallucinating artist in Amsterdam, but I'm putting my own spin on it. That actually sounds really good. I mean, don't look now is one of my very favorite movies of all time. So, yeah. So, like we were talking about earlier, even though we have... Uh, seasons one through seven on disc, right? And we watched them all the time. We used to just like put them on and let them play through. And the disc that this is on, this is like the same disc I think that like the last week's episode was on as well. But it's like for some reason, even though I remembered most of the other ones on the disc, I did not remember any a single thing about this one. And it's yeah. really weird because it's a good episode. And you would think that it would stand out, but it just like, I don't know why I didn't remember anything about it. Like, I'm watching it going, I do not remember a single thing about this. Even though I know we've watched it probably multiple times. 
Kaylon Higgins said, I didn't think people in Jewish cultures believed in ghosts or spirits. I think some, I think like maybe some sects of it do. I can't think of anything in, in the Old Testament where a ghost is mentioned. Yeah. When people died, they went to Sheol. They didn't even go to heaven. They just went to the grave. <clears throat> some people were translated into heaven as kind of like an ultimate reward. But heaven in the Old Testament doesn't seem to be ever been made for human beings. It was made just for angels and the gods. It's like going to Mount Olympus, basically. So I don't think there was any, I don't remember anything about any heaven mentioned or any even hell mentioned in the Old Testament. It's just Sheol, the grave. And I don't remember any ghosts. I don't remember any ghosts mentioned. If somebody can remember an Old Testament story where ghosts are mentioned, you know, you can drop it in the comment section. I'm trying to think of one. I don't think anybody talks to a ghost or sees a ghost in all those stories. Danny Rowling said they believe in golems. Yeah, that's That's not not quite the same. That's not quite a ghost. I mean, it's kind of along the same lines. More like a Frankenstein. I guess so. But it's still, I mean, I guess you're... Bringing clay to life like the way God did it. Yeah, with, like, magic, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah, like sorcery. the same thing. Kind of. Sort of. I mean, to me, it, I don't know, it all seems along the same spectrum. It's not the ghost of a, <laughs> not a, ghost of a dead of person. Of a dead person, though, yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying that as far as, like, supernatural stuff goes, it's not really that different to me. You know. Um. So, yeah. Do you want to get into talking about this episode, or yeah. do you want to, like, talk about some other stuff? No, it, it, all I'm going to say is that ghosts, as far as I know, ghosts and demons as we know them, spirits of evil dead people, is Greco-Roman. I don't think it's Jew. I don't think it's Jewish. I don't think it, you know, somebody may correct me, but I'm just trying to buy memory, because I hadn't really thought of it. By memory, I don't remember any stories like that in the Old Testament that involve ghosts or anything like spirits of evil people, evil dead people. I don't, I don't recall anything like that. It's not even... It's not even brought up. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of it. Okay. That's yeah. all. I mean, this is just... I don't... Like, the this is just an interesting episode because it's, like, possession, but it's not... It's, it's demonic evil, possession. It's, it's a, like, it's supposedly a person that lived yeah. at one point and then they died and then their ghost yeah. was an asshole and came and, like, possessed somebody's body because they were a jerk. Yeah, and as far as I know, that is a Christian concept for going back to the Greco-Roman period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so this was season four, episode 11, Casa de los Muertos, and uh, it first came out in 2007. Now, I was interested because the guy who's, like, at the center of this, not the guy that was possessed, because it was actually his son that was possessed, but, like, the dad, this is, um, he's kind of, like, a famous person. Like, he's pretty famous, like, in certain circles. He's passed away now, sadly. He died in 2019. But uh, his name is Eddie Benitez, and he was actually um, kind of a Latin jazz and a world music guitarist. And I guess he was something like a child prodigy. And, um, you know, he played later on with, like, Barry White, like, you know, Tito Buente, stuff like that. I guess he formed a band when he was, like, a teenager. So, like I said, he was kind of, he cut albums when he was younger. Um, Interestingly, here's a fun fact that I saw on his Wikipedia page that he was actually the first Latin artist to perform at CBGB hmm. in 1976. Isn't that, so he must have been a kid then. Yeah. Because I think he, yeah, well, now I guess he wouldn't have been a kid. I think he would have been 20. I think he was born in 1956. 
So, yeah. But like I said, he did a lot of stuff like when he was younger. Now, interestingly, on this show, they kind of like um, glide over the fact that it's like he did a lot of music stuff when he was younger, like when he was a teenager in his 20s. But then on the show, like A Haunting, it says he took a break when he was 23 and, you know, go like started a family, finished college, stuff like that. What they didn't mention, I'm not really sure why they didn't mention this. He took a break when he was 23 because he developed Hodgkin's lymphoma. Like he got cancer at 23 mm. and he obviously got over it, but that was why he took a break mainly. It seemed like, so it just seemed odd that they didn't bring that up, but that was like something that I found out like on outside sources. I just thought that was like an interesting thing that they didn't mention. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I think that's kind of like, when he started reflecting more on kind of like spiritual stuff and everything like that, because it does say on his page that he had had like visions and all these kind of things uh, throughout his life. And actually when he went back into music in 2003, um, they did mention that he went back and did like this private concert and stuff like in 2003, like trying to relaunch his solo career. But what they didn't mention on the show, and again, I don't know why, is that apparently, allegedly, um, that some of the people at the show said that they saw, like, angels or, like, entities or something like that, like, performing on stage with him. Hmm. So there was that, too. But they didn't mention that on the show. But I just thought I would mention it because I found it uh, on the outside, and I just thought it would be it was kind of interesting. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, he's um, he's on this show. He's interviewed. His wife is interviewed. His son is interviewed. And, like, one or two of the... Um, paranormal team that investigated our interviewed as well but as i said um you know eddie benitez he actually died in 2019 when he was uh 63 years old i'm presuming that his son whose name is also eddie's eddie jr i'm presuming that he's still alive but i don't really know so uh so yeah so we start out with eddie as a kid and he, him and his mom, like, are living in Brooklyn. Now, I think that, according to the Wikipedia page, he actually moved to Brooklyn with his family when he was nine. Prior to that, he was born in Puerto Rico, but then, like, his dad worked for some company that um, had branches, like, in other countries. So he actually lived in Europe for a little while. Like, I think he lived in Italy and shit like that. And then, eventually, like, when he was nine or ten years old, then they moved to Brooklyn. They didn't mention his dad in the show. They made it look like a single mom situation, but I don't think it was. So um, his mom's name was Carmen. And apparently when he was growing up, Carmen was very well known in this neighborhood for being like a spiritual healer type of person. And, um, you know, being able to kind of like cast out demons from people uh, and things of that nature. So on the particular episode, um, he's th he's talking about one time back in 1976, like I said, even though it's interesting because, as I said, they showed, they said specifically on the show that this happened in 1976. And then the reenactor that is showing him, like, showed him, like, as a kid, like, he looked maybe 14, 15, something like that. But in real life, I think he would have been like 20 because i'm pretty sure he was born in 1956 maybe it was 1959 i can't remember now but it's like i think that he was like a little bit older than like what they showed on there but so in 1976 he's like he re remembers he was sitting out on his front steps or whatever 
and two guys are come walking down the street and they're holding this third guy in between him who's just like screaming and violent and like smacking out at him and like acting all fucking crazy like uh who and he's clearly like they you know they think he's possessed right so they're bringing him to carmen to see what's the matter with him and see if she can like purge the demon or whatever so apparently like carmen just goes right down there and like puts her hand on his head and he goes down on his knees and he's like help me help me blah blah and then his eyes go all fucking white and shit like that now i i do like the white eye like the white contact demon kind of thing in these i just like it looks really cool but um but yeah so he basically like flashes the white eyes at him and she's like all right well you got to bring him inside because you know we can't do this out here on the street that would just be like somebody call the cops probably so she brings the dude inside and she does like a kind of well i was a kind of i guess it's an actual exorcism like on him it's just not the kind of exorcism that you would normally see like in the movies she basically takes holy water and she's like rubbing it all over his head or whatever and then she puts his hands like over a glass of water because apparently that's like trapping the ghost somehow yeah. like in the water well they're not aquatic see I, yeah. You can put a ghost Those, That's a land you. ghost. Yeah, it's a land ghost. You put him <laughs> in the water, it's fucking totally neutralized. I said, what happens if you, like, put, if you purge the spirit and then put it in the glass of water and then somebody accidentally drinks that? Yeah, you're fine. Don't drink that. that one. That's the demon water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens if instead of water, you use, like, pickle juice? Yeah, see, I have so many like, questions. Really fuck that ghost up. Or, like, yeah, Kool Aid yeah. or yeah. vodka. Right, yeah. Eat pickle juice. Mm, pickle juice. Comes out of there, he's pissed off. <laughs> Green. Maybe ghosts like pickle juice. We don't yeah. know, see? That's what I mean, but I have so many questions about it. Hugo's talking about what he say? He said all Abrahamic religions have ghosts and souls and everything. I don't yeah. I don't I don't really recall any mention of any kind of ghosts or souls in any of the old testament stories. I don't even remember anybody even being visited by a ghost. I mean I could be wrong. But I believe all the uh, saving souls from hell and shit like that is a Christian invention because it's a copy of Greek stuff. I don't, I don't think the Jews had that. The only thing I remember is that they, they went to the grave, which is Sheol, or kind of like darkness or gloom, which would be kind of like, kind of like the place where the Titans were stored in, in Greek religion. Uh, there's no promise of any kind of reward for fulfilling the Ten Commandments and and and, be, and, and um, no reward really for upholding your part of the covenant, not on an individual basis, but on a tribal basis, like Israel would gain from it, but not so much you as an individual. I may be wrong, but I'm just trying to go back through my memories of Old Testament stories, and I don't remember any ghosts or spirits or souls ever being mentioned in them. Maybe wrong, but I don't, I don't believe it's mentioned. I don't think their understanding of religion was the same as Christian concepts of religion, of getting salvation and going to heaven and getting a reward and all that. It's unclear whether or not you're even supposed to go to heaven in Christianity. It seems to be also you go to go to Sheol, the grave, and then when Jesus comes back during the during uh, the tribulation. The uh, the saved dead are they're somehow given new bodies, and then later on inherit a new kingdom on earth in other words they're like they're given eden back there isn't any uh promise of going to heaven that's something that churches seem to have made up i don't think that's mentioned more about getting eden restored on on earth and the kingdom of god big jeweled jerusalem in the middle of the earth and shit 
It's right there in Revelations. Zach says, for some reason, an episode I always remember is the one where the Mormons are haunting the attic and all the shit is flying around her in the possession. Which, yeah, I kind of remember that one. I don't remember which one it's called, though. Um, Danny Rowling said, great head of hair on the actor that played the father. Yeah, actually, like, both the... Um, the actor that played the dad was like yeah. actually a good looking dude and yeah. the actor that played the son like yeah. during one scene I was like oh my god it's Kylo Ren yeah <laughs> he looked like just like Adam Driver yeah they showed him and they were good looking guys yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah 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 they were yeah, I mean that, the son is, yeah the son was good looking the real son was like a yeah. good looking dude they had yeah. that Latin lover haircut fucking good back this long and fucking parted yeah. back they, you know that's a, I'll steal your girlfriend it's the Sancho haircut <laughs> Sancho, <laughs> come stealing your girlfriend. Probably. Yeah. yeah. yeah Give me that you. guitar. Give me a rose. You know, it's, it's <laughs> that kind of haircut. Yeah. 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 Bottle of wine. Yeah. That, you know, well, yeah, I can see it. I can see Man's it. Man's got to have his game, you know. Man's got to have his game. <laughs> sure. Rico Suave. Yeah, Rico Suave. It's fucking suave. They definitely were. But yeah. yeah, seriously, the actor that played, not so much the real son. Um, but the actor playing the son looked a lot like, especially in some from some angles and some scenes, he really did look like fucking Adam Driver in the Star Wars movies. He looked like Kylo Ren. Like, it was just, it was uncanny. Like, really. Um, but yeah, so where was I? Okay, so... Um, so we were talking about, like, the two hands over the, over the water, which is supposed to, like, trap or weaken the spirit, I guess, and keep it from escaping. So you're kind of, like, holding it in stasis. But then comes the coup de grace if you want to call it that, you basically get another glass of water, not the same one. You get another glass of water and a plate. And then you put the glass of water, like, and you put the plate on top and flip it over. And then you put it on the dude's head and tap it three times. And that's supposed to like knock the demon into the water. Or it's supposed to trap the demon between the cup and the plate. So I'm like, well, what happens when you inevitably have to wash those dishes? Yeah. I mean, maybe you're supposed to bury it like that. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. they didn't really say. I was you, like, "What's the follow-up on this?" Yeah. I need to know. You're reading too much into it. You're but that's too, that's my whole thing. Thinking. It's magical that's my thinking. whole thing, though. Yeah. Well, because well, the thing about it, if you've thought about the ritual to that extent, it's like this is why we're doing this. We're trapping the demon in between the glass and the plate, and. You know, the fact that you are put you put water in the glass so that it's like water is representing the demon being trapped in there. Like, I get where they're, where they're coming from with that. Um, but then I was just kind of like, well, yeah, but what happens after that, though? Like, if you presume that the demon is trapped in there, like, then what do you do with it? I'm you, sure they have. You got to burn it now or you got to bury it, like you said, with like some fucking symbols and shit on it. Or, I'm sure they had a way. That's what I'm saying. So I they yeah. must have thought of that. Like, the follow-up, so I want to know what that is. I'm just saying. You know, yeah. that's all. <laughs> because obviously they thought of all the details up to that. So you'd think... But yeah, so you put it on the person's head, and you're, like, hitting it, and, like, you know. So um, so Eddie sees his mom do that, like, to this guy, and apparently purges the demon. Uh, so, you know, bam, it's all, it's all fixed. Now, so one night, they're still, at this point, we're still in 1976, so he got discovered, like in real life, I don't know if they mentioned this on the show, but he actually did get discovered, I think at a battle of the bands, like when he was a teenager, and he got discovered by like a, um, you know, like a record company executive or whatever, and he got signed to a contract. So he was making an album. So he's at the studio one night, uh, you know, working on the album, 
and he him and the sound engineer producer or whatever like they go out and the producer pays for a cab like to take him home so he gets in the back seat of the cab but then the cab driver starts driving the wrong way because he's like hey bro like brooklyn is that way and the cab driver's just like la 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 not listening to you blah 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 and like not like turning around and he's like dude what the fuck like where are you going and he just won't answer like the cab driver won't answer like every time he asks him like where the fuck he's going and then finally like the guy like turns around like toward him and makes like a real scary like demon face like he makes that creepy like too big smile and like his eyes go all way like like that and uh eddie is understandably like freaked out and he's just like yep gonna get the fuck out of this car right now so he gets out i don't know how he got home afterward because who the fuck knows where he was they didn't have uber back then so I'm assuming he just called another cab and then went home because he was going in the opposite direction. So, um, so yeah, so he's like, holy shit, the cab driver was fucking whatever. So he finally gets home and he tells his mom about this whole situation. And she said, oh, well, it's no big because you probably just have the same gift as me. It runs in our family. Um, she's like, and I hate to tell you, but you're just going to see this kind of shit like your whole life because we're going to see ghosts and demons and that's just what we do. Um, so she's like, I guess you just saw your first demon. <laughs> Everybody remembers their first time seeing the first demon. Uh, so yeah, so she's like, well, you better just get used to it. And she says, well, the dead can't hurt you. So don't be afraid. You just have to become accustomed to seeing them because you're just going to see them all the time. Now, as I mentioned, uh, the show said it's, you know, because he's doing his music career like when he was like a teenager and like into his early 20s. The show said that he took a break from music at 23, but doesn't mention, you know, that he had cancer. And I don't know how long it took him to get over that, but he eventually did. On the show, um, it says that he finished college. He got married. His wife's name was Myrna and she Myrna and she's on the show as well. And um, they have a son whose name is Eddie Jr. And he was also on the show. So then it skips ahead to 2003 when Eddie has decided to get back into music and he kind of like goes on a tour. Now in 2004, his mom dies. And a year after that, Eddie and his family decide they're going to move from New York City, like in Brooklyn, to Tempe, Arizona. Now he figured they wanted to do this because he's like, well, it'd be closer to la it'll be closer to las vegas because i guess he's been playing some shows out there so it's closer to some places where you'd want if you want to be like a have a music career or whatever so he just thought that would be easier so um before they move like while they're loading up the truck there's a shot where he sees a guy like walking down the street like in front of their brownstone or whatever and then he sees another guy walking in the opposite direction who walks right through the first guy. So they're, like, meant to imply that it's like, oh, yeah, he can still see ghosts, like, after all this time. So he just sees dead people walking around all the time, which I can't imagine. That must be, like, a real pain in the ass. Because, <laughs> like I said, you'd think that there would be, like, ghosts everywhere. Yeah. It would, you would just be shoulder to shoulder, like, wall-to-wall fucking ghosts. You'd just be a, constantly like that because there'd just be dead fucking people everywhere, I would think. So it's like if that's if you could see them... You would just really have to tone, tone everything out because it's like you feel like you were never by yourself and you're always ghosts like fucking lurking around the fucking... Every time you like go to the bathroom, it's like ghosts standing in the shower, ghosts yeah. standing in the corner, shit like that. That's all fun and games. <laughs> it's funny to think of it that way, but that's not what they're talking about. What they're talking about is they're talking about a universe very much like in the movie Frighteners where a person dies 
and it, if they don't go to the light and go to the go into the afterlife one way or the other, they didn't go don't go to the heavenly realms or, or hellish realms. They're kind of temporarily stuck in 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 well, yeah, close I know that. to where they die. But there would still limbo. be a shit ton of them around, though. Maybe, maybe it depends. Pen, I mean, pen, you know, hypothetically, it, it, yeah. In in um, in frighteners, they're kind of. They said that well, every year or so, you're given an opportunity. You'll see a portal open up. <clears throat> Having had like a near death experience and like an, an out of body experience once and another, another spontaneous OBE, probably first of all, a lot of that stuff is based upon real occult shit and observations that people made over a long time period of time. In the frighteners, that's actually a pretty good interpretation of some of the stuff that I saw. Um, I. Th- the idea that it would open up on a timetable? No. What they're hinting at is, or what they're talking about is, is more like when you get into a certain mindset, eventually you'll be able to leave. You'll see a, you'll see an opportunity to leave. You might get into that mindset once every year or so. That's what they're talking about. It's not like it's on a timer or anything. So it could be that you'll have a, a lost soul kind of connected to the place of their death and the, the, the around you know the surrounding circumstances but with each given year we with the, as every year passes the chances of them still being there would decline that's uh, that's probably closer to the truth based on what i saw if that was true i think it was true some people say well that's just a dying brain or something i wasn't dying at that time the second time i was a motorcycle wreck but that first time i was just Falling asleep, and it happened. It's weird. But uh, that was kind of the world that, that I saw. And it seems to be kind of universal. Every other explanation, or every other story of OBE and NDE sounds real similar to what I, to what I experienced. It's weird. You guys will see it eventually. Zach said, I, ha- I have PTSD from that hairstyle because I grew up watching reruns of Full House and the guitar player dude had that same damn haircut. <laughs> a lot of people do have that same damn haircut. Danny Rowling said, yeah, did the guy in the suit actually see the ghost or just feel the ghost walking through him? I think the implication was that he just felt it walking through him and he was like, what the fuck? Like, it felt, yeah. like, really weird. Because I thought the implication was that only Eddie saw it and he was the only one that saw it. He's like, oh, well, that's why that guy turned around. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Because what, what must that feel like? A little ghost going through your body. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that he just felt that. Uh, so, yeah. So, then they moved to Tempe, Arizona. Uh, fun fact. The house in this episode looks very similar to our old house. Yeah, the one we were living in. Um, except for the entrance was, like, more, like, wider and more elaborate. Like, it, it had, like, style. an arch over it. It and was the same layout. It was the same company. You could tell it was the same company. And the garage... Yeah layout was a little, a little bit, bit different. different like it, it was similar but ours had like a little garage like on this side of the house yeah two garages yeah yeah and this one had, and this one. one had two on this side and then none on this yeah. side and we had like one big one on this side and one little one on this yeah side. we had a two gar- car garage and a one car garage yeah but that's but it was kind of a, but it, other than that it was like the similar layout yeah. and the thing about it is that i don't know because as with a lot of the houses on this show, I'm not sure if the exterior and the interior were shot in the same house. You know what I'm saying? So it might not be. Because the interior of the house kind of looked like ours, but not exactly like the same setup. You know? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Do, do, do. Where was I? Like, you think they were actually filming inside that house that they were showing from the outside? or they just... I doubt it. I don't they don't so. usually. 
They were just using establishing shots on Yeah. I mean, any kind of, like, any time you have any movie or TV show or something, it's very, very rare that they use yeah. the same interior. They, they do sometimes, but usually they have different needs, you know, for the outside and the inside, and they don't usually have the same house that meets those needs. So they usually shoot them in two different places. A lot of times they'll shoot interiors, like, on a set. Although I don't know if this one was shot on a set or not. If you guys can hit the like button. We'd much appreciate it. That would help us out. Yeah. Yeah, always yeah, always do that. Like, always hit the like don't button. Don't forget to do that. You always hit the like button. We always, give, always give super chats. You know how Jenny loves them super chats. <laughs> 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 All right. I had, a, I had to pass the collection plate around. Yeah. <laughs> I had people forget. Oh. Everybody's broke. It's the end of the month. And the, and the end of the year is coming. Holidays are coming. Yeah. I know. Everybody's got to buy presents and shit. I'm just gonna buy you a present and I'm gonna buy Pookie a present. Yeah. And okay. buy Beijing a present. Okay. <laughs> That'll probably right. be about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna be a present heavy year, I don't think, man. No, it's fucking well, honestly, slow as it's been this I, year. Yeah, and it's honestly I can't really a lot of times I can't think of anything like that I really, really want. Like yeah. I can, but I don't know. It's just like a lot of times I'm just like, ooh, I really really need this thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can think of a couple things, but not, not really. Uh, so yeah. So Eddie sets up a studio in the new house. Everything seems like it's gonna be awesome. They just love this new house. They love the city. They love living out in the desert. And they're basically like, yeah, we just plan to stay in this house for like a really long time. You know what I mean? Now, a few weeks later, Eddie starts working on a new album and he tends to like to work like really late at night like when his wife and son are asleep because it's quiet in the house and you know there aren't any distractions and shit like that so while he's working in the studio he hears something outside the studio like it sounds like somebody is like fucking around or like moving around like out in the house now at first he thinks it's his wife or you know maybe his son like in the kitchen or whatever but then he starts thinking well maybe somebody broke in like it sounds like an intruder so he goes to check and he doesn't see anything. Like he's looking around, it's like all the doors are locked, all the windows are locked and, you know, and intact and everything like that. Now, there is a jump scare here with a mean old man ghost like peering in the window, but Eddie didn't say he saw that. Like he didn't see anything at this time. He just said he thought someone was in the house because he heard something, but then he went out. When he went out there, like nobody was there. So he thought that was really weird. So, you know, but they have to put the little jump scare in there. So over the next, in like the ensuing weeks, Eddie's working on his album. Myrna gets a job as she's a teacher and uh, Junior gets a job. His name's Eddie too, but I'm just going to call him Junior to avoid confusion. Uh, He gets a job managing a large chain drugstore. I'm assuming CVS or Walgreens or something like that. Now, later this one evening, Junior comes home from work and he's also been like playing basketball with some of his buddies after So he goes in his room and crashes out on the bed without taking a shower or anything. And I'm just like, he's all sweaty from basketball. And he's like, he's getting that all over his comforter. Because these are the kind of things I think about when I watch this. I'm like, I know he didn't really just come in from basketball because he's an actor. But it's like in the context of the story. I was like, gross. You're just going to like lay down there like all sweaty. So yeah. So he lays down on the bed like uh, to watch some baseball on TV. But then he starts feeling, like, really, really weird. Like, he can't breathe, and, like, his heart starts. He said he, it felt like his heart was, like, going to pop out his chest. Like, it was just, like, palpitating. 
So he starts like rolling around on the floor, um, and he said it felt like he was having a heart attack. And I think at this point, like he's only in his twenties, like he's really young. I think bless you, Pokey. She's like sneezing over there. So uh, they don't really know what's the matter. So Myrna calls an ambulance, and he gets taken to a hospital. Blockfrog said, jump scare, huh? Sounds like a later episode. Yeah, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it a jump scare because it wasn't like, blah, like there wasn't a loud noise or anything, but they did kind of do that thing where the guy was like, oh, I don't see anything. And then he turned away and then they were like, oh, there's like actually like an old ghost guy looking in the window, even though, you know, the guy wasn't looking at it. So I feel like they did that like through the whole run of a haunting. Now, later on, they did have the whole thing like they have in like, shitty horror movies where they made like the big musical sting but this one didn't have that they were just showing a lot of stuff that the guy said that he didn't see you know what i mean didn't say that he saw rather so they take junior to the hospital so doctors run a whole shitload of tests but they can't find anything physically wrong with him so they just assume that he's had a panic attack which to be honest with you that's kind of what it sounded like to me too um, they're saying, they're like, yeah, but usually he's just like so chill and everything, but they're like, yeah, but you know, you guys just moved and he had a new job. Maybe he's stressed out because of that and he's not really like dealing with it or whatever. So, um, they just prescribed this very mild sedative and they said, what you should do is keep, um, start keeping a journal so that whenever you start to feel like that again, like you'll know what emotions or events, uh, you know, it is that triggers it. So we'll be able to maybe kind of like pinpoint, you know, how to fix it. So over the next month or so, Junior keeps having these attacks and he keeps going back to doctors, presumably because they keep saying we took, kept taking him to doctors, but the doctors can't figure out what's wrong with him. Like there doesn't seem to be anything physically wrong with him. Um, now there are some scenes kind of put in here where he seems to be having visions of this old guy, like the old guy that was in the window, like, and also like a swastika flag, but he didn't say he saw that. So I guess that was kind of like foreshadowing. Uh, there's also a little bit where his eyes go white for a second, like the cab drivers did at the beginning. So they said that his health started getting worse and worse. Um, he can't work. So I'm assuming he either like took sick leave or they fired him or whatever. Um, and they said he got to a point where he didn't even leave the house. He basically just stayed in his room with the curtains closed and like stayed in bed all the time. And he's basically like got a really cranky, like anytime anybody comes in, like to try to check on him, he's like, fuck off, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. Like he's, you know, he gets really mad, which is like unlike him. Um, so Eddie, the dad, he's like, well, we were getting really frustrated because we kept going to doctors and nobody could figure out what was the matter with him. And he's like, after that, he's like, I even called out like the dude from the gas company, like an electrician, like the a lead poisoning expert guy like people like that like to see if there was something wrong with the house that was like making him act that way so it's like it seemed like he was you know kind of covering all the bases like to see if there was some reason because they couldn't find any um cause for it otherwise so one night eddie is in the kitchen and he's kind of making like a really nice dinner for everybody and Junior is in his room writing in his journal. Now, in the kitchen, like, Eddie is listening to the radio. And the radio suddenly starts to go, like, all staticky. Like, somebody's changing the state. Like, an invisible person is, like, changing the stations. Um, so Eddie goes over there, like, what the fuck? And is, like, adjusting the radio. And then he turns around again. And all of the cabinets and drawers are wide open, like, in the kitchen. Like, suddenly. Yeah, so they don't show them open. They just they just are. Open. He just like, turns around and like it's open. all open. Which, like I said, I would shit a brick mm -hmm. if I turned around and all that happened. That would be like fucking freaky. 
But yeah, so it was like, apparently it was like immediate. So when he saw that, he's like, um, okay, so maybe this whole thing that Junior is going through, maybe this is paranormal. You know what I mean? It seems like this is the first inkling that he has that maybe this isn't, you know, that this is like a supernatural cause. Meanwhile, in Junior's room, he starts going all white-eyed and starts like spaced out and what is actually like a pretty effective because they have like his eyes are just like all white like with contact lenses and he's just like kind of sitting there going like that and it's like pretty freaky looking i thought like they did a good job of it and he starts writing the name rick like over and over in his notebook like across multiple pages like he just rick 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 like he writes it all like many many pages now, when he snaps out of it, like, several minutes later, presumably, he can't, he, like, looks down, like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't remember doing that. And he shows his dad, he's like, dude, that's, like, not even my handwriting, so I don't even know what the fuck is going on. So, at this point, Eddie's like, I'm pretty sure that this is a ghost, and that's what it is that's causing Junior's illness. Now, the next morning, Junior comes in the kitchen while his parents are like sitting at the table having breakfast and his mom notices these two kind of quarter sized burns on junior's lower back and junior does not know how they got there. They don't really go more into it than that. They just kind of bring that up, but they don't mention it again. So, you know, there's, there's just like burns on there, which is unusual because usually in these kind of stories, it's like three little claw marks, but today it was burns. So Eddie decides to get to the bottom of this. He's going to check into the history of the house. And he's wondering if anybody else has had any trouble with ghosts or with this specific entity, I guess. So he goes and talks to his neighbor. Now, the neighbor says, um, you know, well, you can't really talk to the previous guy who lived here because he's dead. Um, and it's rumored that he committed suicide. The neighbor also said, oh, but you might be in luck, though, because the guy's daughter actually just lives down the street, like on the corner, and you can probably go down there and ask her, and maybe she knows some shit that could help you out. Ben says, I really should watch this show sometime so I know what you all are talking about. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it would help. It's a fun watch. It would help, but yeah, they're fun. They're fun. Uh, Danny Rowling said the boombox that was in the kitchen of this episode can also be seen in the Sally House episode on a bookshelf. Uh, mm. Also, I own the same one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they reused, like, some of the props. Blockfrog said, gotta love when they show you things they say they didn't, they say they didn't even see. Yeah. yeah. I And I always, and I'm always, like, really sensitive to that. You know what I mean? Like, how... They'll show faces when they didn't say they saw that. Yeah, or they'll show, like, some shit, like, lurking around behind the person when the person's just kind of, like, walking through the thing. It's like, woo, there's ghosty shit back there. And I get what they're getting at. Like, they're sort of, like, trying to visually manifest that it's like, oh, the person said that they felt like someone was in the house. But they didn't say that they saw somebody creeping around like that. Yeah. Just, like, they keep showing, like, Nazi flags and imageries and stuff around this dude. Nobody ever said they saw that. And, um... They're not saying the guy was a Nazi. He was just racist guy. <laughs> well, he was like, yeah, his mom, yeah. I get, or his mom, his daughter, mm. <laughs> it's completely different. Yeah. Uh, I guess his daughter was saying, was implying that he got into like some w- white power group, like in prison or something. Yeah, he was, he was a prisoner. Yeah. Ex con. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I guess that's kind of what they right. were implying. And she did say that he had a flag up there on the wall like that. But I don't know if that's exactly what the flag looked like. So who knows? Uh, so yeah, so Eddie goes to this woman's house. Her name is Joan, actually. And he knocks on the door. Aryan Nation is what they're talking about. 
I mean, it's specifically it. Yeah, it's it, probably that. I've, yeah. I've seen that other symbol because there was a swastika on there, and then there was that other symbol, and then it said. So it said WWWP like something something white power and I can't like remember yeah. like I know what I've seen that before but I don't remember what it is um okay so Eddie goes to this woman's house like I said her name is Joan and knocks on the door now she seems friendly at first he's like hey I'm your neighbor um I bought the house that your dad used to live in and then she seems to be like oh uh oh you know what I mean and then um he's like I, I need to ask you something about your dad and she kind of starts to shut the door in his face like nope got shit to do um, it's like, no, I really have to talk to you about your father, Rick, and my son is getting really sick, and I think that your dad is, like, haunting the house, you know what I mean? And then she gets, like, real kind of aggro, and she says, I don't know what you're talking about, my dad's name was Christopher, um, good day, sir, it's like that kind of thing, and she, like, slams the fucking door. So at this point, like, Eddie doesn't know what to do, he's like, okay, so I'm barking up the wrong tree, I'm out of leads now, I don't really know, uh, what I'm gonna do now, because apparently the spirit world is like way more powerful than I thought. And I'm not going to be able to do anything to help junior. You know what I mean? So he goes into the kitchen one night. Uh, I guess he goes in there like to get a snack or some shit like that. And when he's like looking in the fridge and then when he turns around, he sees the fucking old guy standing there, like staring all hateful at him. Right now, apparently at first, like he thinks it's a real guy because so it must have looked like a real person because he basically tells the guy hey just take whatever you want just don't like you know hurt my family or whatever but then the dude like walks across the kitchen and like vanishes into like a cabinet or like into the pantry or something like he goes through the door so obviously it's a asshole ghost that's an asshole ghost that's been like causing all this trouble all this time so at this point eddie decides okay well i need some outside help so he goes on the internet and he contacts the Arizona desert ghost hunters. And that weekend, um, the team comes out. It's like the, the founder of it, like Ann Martin, she comes, I think she was on the show, like the real lady. And then they also bring this other lady whose name I can't remember, but she was like a tarot reader type of person. I think her, the real her was on the show too. And then there was another guy, but he wasn't on the show. He was just, like, the guy taking pictures or whatever. So they start, like, taking digital photos and doing, like, EVP recordings. Like, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. They're doing all that kind of stuff. Now, the tarot lady, they have a little thing where they're doing a little tarot session. And she says at first she got, like, the hanged man. And she's like, oh, that indicates suicide. And then she got the ten of swords. Somebody not moving on. Which, you know. And then Eddie says, she was like, well, what's the guy's name? I guess, like, maybe testing her. And she didn't say Rick, but she did say his name started with R. Like, so she got that much right anyway. Um, and then she said that he basically wants all of us out of here, like, including all of you guys. And he doesn't want us here either. So she wants to perform a ritual to get rid of this asshole. And, uh, you know, which entails, like, you know, essentially smudging the house with sage. So that's what they do that particular night. Now, this seems to work at first um as it usually does because immediately after that the spirit seems to be gone like all of the psychics and stuff are in there it's like oh we don't sense them anymore and over the next couple days the family said they didn't notice anything weird happening like there was no paranormal activity nothing like that and junior seems to be recovering like he seems to be getting better and like acting normal again one night a few days later though 
uh, Eddie is in his studio and he hears Junior like screaming from the other room, like from his bedroom. Turns out he's screaming at his mom like to leave him alone, like get off my back, blah blah blah. Like he's like flipping out. And the mom is like, he's acting like super scary and super aggressive, like saying all kind of horrible shit to her, which is completely unlike him. And he's just acting all fucking crazy. Now, the show did have him speaking in like a demon voice, but I don't know if that's what really happened. But they did have him kind of like yelling like normal. But then he was just like, you know what I mean? So I don't know about that. Um, and then, oh, and I also put the note, Junior looks like Kylo Ren, by the way, which I already mentioned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I had forgotten about it until I was rewatching the episode, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did say he looked like Kylo Ren, didn't he? Because, like I said, I watched the episode, we watched the episode last night, and then I watched it again today, like, to take notes. So, um, at this point, uh, you know, Eddie is just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to try that shit that my mom did, like, back in the day when that crazy guy, like, got dragged in the house, like, the exorcism deal. So he starts throwing holy water on Junior, and Junior, of course, is screaming like, it burns, it burns, you know what I mean? Because he's seen the extras too, just like we all have. And then Eddie does the whole glass of water on the head ritual, you know what I mean? Like putting the glass on the thing and trapping the thing and doing the thing with the head and all that kind of stuff. Now, um, so apparently, again, this seems to work. They said, so Junior like starts acting completely normal afterward, and he seemingly doesn't remember anything that happened prior to that, because he's like, wakes up, he's like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Now, uh, so everything seems fine after that. Uh, Eddie finished his album. They had like this big kind of like party celebration, like with a cake and champagne and shit like that. Several days later, Joan, who is the neighbor lady, like the the asshole ghost's daughter, the asshole ghost, <laughs> yeah, she comes over and she apologizes for like turning him away before. And she says, um, you know, I kind of lied a little bit or stretched the truth a little bit. She said, yes, my dad's name was Christopher, but his middle name was Richard, and his closest friends and family did call him Rick, but nobody else did. So she's like, so some people did call him Rick. She said that he went to prison for a long time, and when he got out, he had a hard time adjusting. I'm like, is that what we're calling it now? Like, that he's basically like a fucking raging white supremacist. Yeah, that's a hard time adjusting. He's a hard time adjusting. Uh, there's probably more to it than that. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's yeah. like, well, I mean, I'm just going by, I'm just being funny, like, yeah. by what they're presenting to us. Because I was like, that seems like a little more than hard time adjusting. Um, now, Joan actually rented him the house, like, hoping that it would help him out. Uh, but obviously, that we all know how that worked out. So, Joan says, can I go up to my dad's old room? Which is, I think, I mean, the show implies, like, that's where he died, right? Like, whether he committed suicide or not, they think that he did. But, um, at least on the show, they had it look like he killed himself in that room. So, he goes up to the father's old room, which is actually Junior's room now. And she's kind of wigged out because she's looking at all Junior's stuff. And she's like, all the furniture is in the same places as where her dad had it. It's not the same furniture, obviously, but it's in like the same positions. Like the bed's in the same position, the dresser's in the same position. And she's like, and look, there's even a flag over the bed in the same place as her dad had a flag. Although obviously like in Junior's room, it's like a Puerto Rican flag. And when dad was here, it was like a white power flag situation with a swastika on it. Uh, big difference, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it's also implied, although they don't say this outright, but it's implied that she was the one that found him dead on the floor of this room. I don't know if that's really what happened, but that's kind of what they portrayed, but they didn't say it overtly. 
So basically, Joan says to the family, um, you know, I guess the reason that dad is hanging around in this house being a douche is because he's just like a big, fat, angry racist who doesn't like Puerto Ricans living in his house, essentially. That's like the only reason. Um, Now, Joan is like flipping through photos that the ghost hunters took earlier, like when they were there. And in one of the pictures... She see, I think it was of um, was supposed to be like of Ann Martin, like the the founder of the group. She sees what looks like her dad's face, like behind one of the team, but it's like kind of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like fucking just like single color, like kind of white gray back there. Um, now, of course, they didn't show the real picture because the woman that was in it was the actress that was playing the thing. So I'm sure like the real photo wasn't as impressive as that. Although they did say. Yeah, we saw the photo, and it looked like her dad's face in it. But I didn't see, like, what the real photo looked like, so I don't know. Like, obviously, the one that they showed on the show, like, looked really scary because it looked exactly like the real dude. Now, uh, weeks later, Eddie is lying on the couch reading the newspaper, and he said he started to feel really, really weird, like he was having a heart attack. He was, like, he started trembling all over. He was, like, having a hard time breathing, feeling like he was dying, he said. So he basically, like, falls onto the floor and, like, goes unconscious. They do kind of, like, show, like, the the asshole ghost, like, flashing before him, like, haha, I'm killing you, motherfucker. But it's like, he didn't say he saw that. So he just goes unconscious. Now, he's in a coma for three days, although the doctors apparently cannot figure out why. Now, after three days, he supposedly miraculously just, like, wakes up, like, out of nowhere and he actually, when he woke up, and he was fine, apparently, after that, and he said that he believed that Rick had tried to kill him, and because of this, because he was like, well, there's just no way this is just going to escalate or get worse, and if he can do that, then he can hurt any one of us, so he's like, we need to move out of the house, so they actually did end up moving out of the house, um, I don't know where they went subsequently, uh, so after that, there's like, there's a little jump scare at the end with uh, good old ghostly racist Rick jumping out at us from like an empty bedroom. They kind of show like the empty bedroom, like, ooh, spooky, like everybody moved out. And then they kind of like flash on it like it was when racist Rick was there. Racist Rick. And then he just like kind of comes over to the camera like, like that. And then it's like roll credits. So that's like the end of Casa de los Muertos. Yeah. So... I mean, of all the reasons to hang around being a ghost, really, I mean, this is really one of the most pitiful, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. It was an entertaining episode. It was. It, uh, for me, it wasn't all that compelling. There wasn't a lot of physical phenomena uh, mentioned. It was mostly just kind of like stories of what somebody saw or what they thought and just, I don't know, just there wasn't a lot of moving objects, not very many witnesses in it. You know, or maybe it's just the way that this, the story was shown. It just didn't seem to be that dramatic. It's, a lot of it was just open to interpretation. Well, I kind of feel like that's, evidence, that's you know? true of like a lot of the episodes. Yeah. I mean, especially the ones that deal with possession. Because even mm-hmm. though this one wasn't about like technically demon possession, yeah. it was more like a ghost possession. It's more like a, a person that was, you know, haunting the shit. Um I kind of do feel like a lot of it is subjective. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like in, in a lot of the ghost ones, you know, like, oh, yeah, we went there and all the all the windows were nailed shut for some reason. And we unnailed them and then the windows kept opening. And, you know, just it, there's just more anecdotal 
uh, you know, stories of uh, things that physically moved, you know. There's not a lot of it in this. Yeah, in this, like, the cabinets yeah. and the drawers opening. That's about it. That was about it. And he did yeah. say that he heard noises like someone was in the house, but no one was there. Yeah. Like, other than that. He didn't even see any apparitions, from what I can remember. No. Yeah, he did. He did see an apparition? Okay. Yeah, he Which saw one? he saw the, he saw saw racist Rick, like, standing right there in the kitchen. Okay. All right. How and he thought he it was it? a real person. How many times did he see that? Just that one Just time. That and he said it okay. walked into the into the cabinet. Like okay. Because he thought it was a real person. Okay, yeah. And then, like, it walked across and, like, walked into the door and, like, yeah. kind of went through the door. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. I so, think he's the only one that saw it, though. But, like I said, they kind of established that he could see dead people. Yeah, he could see dead people, right. So, okay. you know, because they kind of set that up earlier, like, when he, before they moved out to Arizona. Like, right. he saw that guy walking through that other dude. Right. It's an entertaining episode. It is, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of them are. They yeah. usually take, even if the stories, because some of the stories you can tell that they are kind of thin, and so they're kind of like trying to pad them out, pad them out and like make, but I, you know, it's, they got to make an episode, um, you know, and everybody knows like that's watching it. It's just like entertainment value. They're not trying to be like a scientific treatise or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know. They did claim that they had a photograph, didn't they? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're... No, I'm just talking about more evidence that they had. Yeah, they didn't like, show the real one. Right. They just showed, like... But, yeah, the the daughter said that they... Yeah. One of the pictures that the ghost team took, right. it looked like her dad's face was in it. I'd like to see the real photo. Yeah. Zach said, uh, you keep saying racist Rick, and in my mind's eye, I'm just seeing Rick from Dan Bell's videos. Well, you know what's funny about that is when we were watching the episode last night... And when Junior started writing Rick, 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 like in his yeah. notebook, I even said out loud, I'm like, oh my God, he's being haunted by Rick Sarah. Rick Sarah, yeah. <laughs> From Dan Bell, from the yeah. Dan Bell show from another dirty room. test your toilet seat. And, uh, your uh, your yeah, turlet. Your turlet. Yeah. How does he say? He says turlet, I right? I don't know. No, turn no your mattress, toilet. Toilet. Yeah, turn your mattress upside down. Look for bed bugs. <laughs> and then he'll eat your hotel yeah. soap. Right. <laughs> he'll find all the cum splash everywhere. <laughs> That's semen right there. Yeah, that's semen. <laughs> Using the black light and shit. Fucking funny. That show is like, I mean, Dan Bell does a lot of different shows, but I think Another yeah. Dirty Broom are my favorite. Even though, like, every time I watch them, it's just like I want to barf all over myself. God, they're so fucking yeah. gross. And it's like, I don't even know how, I don't even know how they do it, how they do that show, like, without throwing up forever. So just because there's just no way. And a couple times, like, Dan has been like, whoo. Like, he yeah. was heaving, but it's like, dude, I would be puking. Daisy says, we deserve more views. Yes, and I, I know we do. Thank you very much, Daisy. <laughs> we deserve all kinds of views. You're so modest. We don't know why. <laughs> They're shadow banning us. Uh, we just a lot, There's a lot of competition on YouTube. There is, and yeah. Because honestly, even work. like a lot of channels that I really like that I always kind of perceived as being more popular. I was like, look, and I'm like, oh my God, we have more subscribers than they have. Yeah, you know what I mean? Subscribers than so, them. but you know, but then some channels I, I, I really like have like a lot more than us too. Yeah. But a lot of channels that I like don't have as many as us also. Right. All, all algorithms point to, to Zach Friedman. Every time I'm on there, man, if I walk away from a tablet and I come back, eventually it's on Zach Friedman. who's just like this science guy. You ever seen him? No. If you just let your shit roll, eventually it'll end up at Zach Friedman's. Well, see, but the thing about it is that it has to do with what you've watched before. Yeah. 
So well, he talks about everything, I guess. So when you I eventually just maybe get up, you end up in Zach Freeman. I mean, honestly, because because of all the shit yeah. that I watch on there, like if you look at all my recommendations, my recommendations are either gonna be horror movie reviews obviously mm-hmm. or um hot like people that like look for halloween decorations yeah. or scary stories like or true crime or yeah. people reading true crime or scary stories um also uh extreme budget challenges like food yeah. like people are like i fed my whole family for five dollars this week and shit like that because i start i got obsessed with those for some reason so now i keep getting and there can't be any food nutrition and you would like actually that. be surprised, yeah. like what they can come up with. Well, that's why I find them interesting, yeah. because I'm like, wow, they got all that with like five dollars. I'm like, man, good for you. I mean, it depends on like where they shop and stuff too. But it's like, because some of them have like some better, like bargain type stores than where, yeah. depending on where they live at. You know what I mean? So there's that. Uh, Blockfrog said I've sampled his voices in my cartoons before. Who Rick Sarah? Yeah. He's like, he has his own site too. I don't know if he's streamed lately. Every now and then, like, I watch some of his streams too, but it's like, there's just something about Rick that's really. And I'm on, I'm a patron of Dan Bell, and the, he posts um, podcasts on there that you can't get anywhere else, like just on Patreon. And um, I just never have time to, like, listen to him, but some of them sound really funny. Like, not, a, all of, not all of them have Rick on there, but. Rick's a Florida man. He is, he, yeah. yeah. I think he actually lives in a trailer park. Or a mobile home park. It may be, I, I yeah. Think, I think. Like him and his wife. Because yeah. they, they stream from their backyard sometimes. Yeah. Like they'll hang out in their backyard. Yeah, like I remember the backyard. Smoking weed and like having I, some cocktails. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's a mobile home park. It might be, but I can't. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long yeah. time. But it's like, yeah, we. All, I always kind of laugh like whenever they do the fucking Another Dirty Room. Cause him, yeah. and, him and his toilet. Yeah. That's how he says it, right? He says toilet. Yeah, he's not from Florida, I don't think. I think he moved here. Yeah. I'm it not. Sounds like, it sounds like. A Midwest accent that he has. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's from originally. Yeah. I wonder if he has a Wikipedia like page. A, oh, it sounds like Ohio or something. Dan, I think Dan said that he met him yeah. at like a ghost hunter type meeting or meetup or something yeah. like that. Like that's when we first met him. Uh, Zach said, I still miss Will from Dan's old videos. He's so cute. Yeah, I did like Will. I Which, guess uh, him and him and Dan had a falling out. Which one was Will? The one that was he was the dark-haired in... one. Okay, was he the one that was dressing in drag, sh- selling the food on the commercial? That was fucking funny. Wait, was that Will? I don't remember who that was. Oh, maybe yeah, because for a it time was... he had that. Um, he had a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor. It was like HelloFresh or one of those yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. meal kit um, yeah. type of things. He made him dress up like a woman, and he's up there fucking cooking the food. That was yeah, I liked that. Um, yeah. I liked that uh, that little sponsorship commercial yeah. they did there because I was like, that's pretty cute <laughs> the way they did that. I, that might have been well. I can't remember now. Um, <laughs> Blockfrog said, "Damn Bell, I used the one audio where he's like, it looks like a horse came in here and ejaculated on the floor. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> the, he did a video like quite a while back where he like put together like his top ten grossest." like shit ever and of course i watched it even though the whole time i was like (laughs) like the whole time oh my god it was so fucking disgusting i can't i want to watch it but it's just it's too much it's so fucking gross and i can't even imagine what it would be like like being in that place like why would you do that to yourself (laughs) and it's like some of the shit they come up with it's like they lift up the mattress and it's like it looks like somebody fucking just died on it or pissed all over it it's like damp and 
I like the I like the Dan Bell series, the one where they go to the old fucking broken down love motels and all the old abandoned shit. What was the name of that? Yeah, uh, that was I like uh, that one where he yeah. went to that one in the Poconos. Yeah, what was the name of that series? Um, oh, I can't remember. But uh, an, another hotel or another another broken hotel. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, you can find it on Dan Bell's channel. It's where he goes to all those old old abandoned hotels. It's pretty good. Although I have to say my favorite Another Dirty Room was where they went to that one, I think it was in Florida, that had all the themed rooms, yeah. and they stayed in, like, that jungle room. Yeah, they liked that one, though, I think. Which actually wasn't yeah. too, yeah, they said it, it wasn't too dirty. Yeah, which, but like I said, they said it cost, they said it cost, like, 200-something dollars a night. I'm like, it better be fucking clean oh, for yeah. 200, you know, because some of the ones they stay in that are filthy yeah. are, like, you know. 200 a night, shit. That are, like, 50, 60 bucks, um, mm -hmm. you know, and they look like a fucking crack hotel. Yeah. But 200 a night that's ridiculous it's more than it was more than that i think it was 230 or 250 or something like that and i was yeah. like well that's too much even for that but it yeah. better but it better be clean if i'm paying that much yeah Jesus 200 Christ. bucks you can get a nice room yeah almost like a mini apartment for a night zach says didn't they get a few places shut down because of their vids uh it wouldn't shock me and uh, honestly some of those places deserve to get shut oh, down. oh yeah you want to stay in there man holy fucking, fucking shit fucking roaches everywhere yeah Fucking crack pipes and yeah. bags of dirty panties, like, yeah. underneath the beds. And, yeah. Like, you flip over the mattress and there's, like, big blood stains yeah. and shit stains. There were, there were hooker hotels, crack hooker hotels. Yeah, I mean, yeah. clearly. Yeah. It was just, I'd be scared to stay in most of those yeah. places, to be honest with you. All right, you seem like you want to... Look, you, you blame it on me. Huh? No, yeah, I just said you, you did that. Over. You did that ending sigh. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you hungry? A little bit, yeah. Maybe um, make us an omelet or something. Oh, that sounds good. Oh. Um, all right, so tomorrow is Tuesday, which means we're going to do another yeah. matinee. So we got to figure out another movie to do. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to do? A new one, or do you want to do an old one? Do you want to do like I said? You want to do? So we ran out. We're, we're ran out of movies. Well, we, we could do. Yeah. We did watch um, the thing from another world. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we'll just do that. Okay, yeah, because we watched that the other night because we right. were curious, like to see. Because I'd right. never watched the whole thing straight through, like we the can one. Talk about that. Yeah, so we can actually do that. Because if we so. watch a movie, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no sense in wasting a movie that we watched. <laughs> no sense wasting it's that like movie. Wasting a movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that fits right in with the Universal stuff. I don't think that is a Universal monster, but no. it, it's it ties in with uh, the Crustle Sphere, and uh, the, you know, it's Crustle Sphere adjacent. Crustle Sphere, yeah. Sure. And like I said, I hadn't seen it uh, all the way through, so I thought it was it's, like it's a pretty good movie. It. it is pretty good. It's not as good. It's not as good as the remake, but it's pretty good. Well, no, I mean, very few movies are yeah. as good as the thing. It's got a lot of '50s stuff in it. It's very '50s. Yeah. Danny Rowling said, "Night of the Comet." We will get around to doing Night of the Comet one of these days, and Chopping Mall too, because actually, Chopping Mall I think is free on yeah. uh, Tubi, and actually, Night of the Comet might be too, or I think it's on uh, Shutter. All right, so thank you all for dropping by for a haunting Mondays. So we will be back tomorrow, probably talking about the thing from another world, unless we think of something else to do. Right. Um, but yeah, so have a good rest of your evening, you guys, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>